Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And to me, a Twin Peaks freak, you know, I don't care. I'm not embarrassed. I will just say it, you know. This is the event of the season to me, that Twin Peaks has returned to TV after ooh, like 25 years. And so has my guest Kyle McLaughlin returned to the role of Agent Dale Cooper. I know before he even says a word that he's not going to tell me a damn thing. And yet, <laughs> I'm going to try. So, Kyle, welcome. <laughs> Thank it's you, It's great Peter. to have you here. So nice to be here. You must you. have, like, one of those Dorian Gray pictures in an attic somewhere. <laughs> just molding because you don't really look any different. Thank you very the, much. How does that happen? Well, I chose my parents wisely. That is, it was genes. That's <laughs> it's all about happened. genes, yeah, I'm afraid. Right. That's it. Anyway, when dear David Lynch, who I've known for a very long time, yeah. said to you, it's coming back, Kyle. Oh my gosh, was I excited. Were you? Oh yeah. And you said, but wasn't there any fear, any anxiety, any trepidation? No, I, I was ready to jump in completely. David um, called me on the phone, and we're friends, of course, in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. David and I. We see each other from time to time. And he called me up and he said, uh, um, and he calls me Kale. Of course he does. Which is another story. <laughs> yeah. We'll get so into we'll that. We'll get to that. Yeah. And he said, um, I need to talk to you. And I and I said either I'm uh, either I've done something wrong and I'm in trouble, <laughs> tell my upbringing, or um, he wants to talk to me about what I I hope, what I dream that he wants to talk about, and he said I can't talk about it over the phone. So we met um, in New York. He was in New York at the time, where he was staying, and he said, you know, we're going to go back to Twin Peaks, and he wants he wanted to know if I was I was on board, and I said, David, I never left. I said, I've, I've wanted to go back and play Cooper since the last frame of the, of the last episode of the first time around. Talk about a freak-out frame, though. It was a very Bashing strange. your head. Yeah, but very exciting for me, as the actor playing Dale Cooper, I was suddenly awakened to the idea that there's a whole nother story to tell here. And I got excited. That's you know. Bob is in there. Well, something's going Something on. Was something happening, was happening, because you on. did one of those smiles that yeah. David yeah. Lynch himself can do. Yeah. Where it's just, yeah, see, it just goes <laughs> in there. a little, ah, yeah, a little scary. Whole bloody head. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, and then, so, and obviously disappointed when we didn't go further. Um, but uh, here we are. The fun of, of the first Twin Peaks uh, was talking about it. Yeah. After we saw it. Yeah. Not before we saw it, but yeah. after we saw it. Yeah, no, that was, uh, it was one of the early, one of the first what they call water cooler events, mm -hmm. I guess, which now I think has been, um, uh, well, it'll, it'll exist on social media, I would imagine. Certainly the, the drumbeat has been very strong uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, you know, talking about what's coming. And, uh, and I get all the feeds and everything. So, and I'm very active on social media. So it's been a lot of fun watching all the activity. You know? But if you were the one that was at the source of the leak, forget James Comey, I would say that you would, I don't know what Lynch does to punish these people. It would not be don't. pretty. <laughs> it would not be pretty. You've seen his films, you know. I've not uh, only seen his films, but I, what freaked me out when I first met him was how Agent Cooper he is. Oh, I I yeah. borrowed certain mannerisms and, and qualities from David, you know, which he's fully aware of. Um, and incorporated them into the role of Cooper the first time around. So, and that's 
that was easy to do. I actually did it with Blue Velvet too. I borrowed some mannerisms. Well, sure, because it's it's just so particular and wonderful, you know. But he, people that are expecting when they meet him, they expect something very dark and mysterious. Yeah. Instead, this yeah. is an effervescent kind of guy yeah. that says, Joyful. "Hey, buddy!" Yeah, yeah, excited to see you. Yeah. Joyful to talk about mm -hmm. things. A truly creative being. Um, He's a very special, special human being. So when he, so he calls you Kale. He calls me Kale. Kale. He calls me Kale because uh, when we did Dune together, it was mm -hmm. produced by. That was the first. Uh, that was our first for, first collaboration. Um, it was produced by Dino De Laurentiis, mm -hmm. and Dino was unable to pronounce my name, Kyle, mm -hmm. and he pronounced me Kale. He said Kale because he has a very had a very particular type of voice. <laughs> Well, David was tickled by this, so he started calling me Kale as well. So it started in 1983, so a long time ago. Well, it is, but it was the beginning of your career of doing it. It was the very, very first, uh, the first film, the first uh, working experience in front of the camera. I've done theater before that, and, but I was very new, just out of school and ready to seek my fortune um, in New York City. And, uh, and I you're was in Washington State. From guy. Washington State, yeah. So That's I was. I met in Seattle. I met the casting agent in Seattle, and then came to LA to meet David and Rafaela De Laurentiis, <laughs> and then from there, you know, went on. So yeah, complete. So Dune change. comes out and it's a gigantic flop, and you could have. Failure. They could have said, "Well, that's it. It's over for you." Very good. <laughs> Very they good. Didn't. They didn't. David. They didn't. David came back. And he me. said, you should do this movie, yeah. Blue Velvet. Because I was, once, when Dune came and came out like that, I was, I was pretty much, no one wanted to, to touch me or be anywhere near. I had an agent, and that mm -hmm. was about as much as I had. And David, bless his heart, came back and said, no. He'd given me the script to Blue Velvet while we were filming Dune. And I, it was uh, mesmerizing, just highly charged oh script, as you can imagine. I'm looking at you. I see you in Isabella Rossellini's closet. I know. Very, very... Just such voyeurism. Yeah. Very, very erotic and interesting and just very compelling script, You've been obviously. doing that to women since. I, <laughs> <laughs> really, that's it. That's right. I mean, look for me in your closet. <laughs> um, and so he came back, bless his heart, and, and we did Blue Velvet together because there was nothing else happening for me. And that sort of started kind of bringing me back into the light, so to speak. The light. Yeah. And then Agent Cooper. And then Agent Cooper. So getting back into Agent Cooper's yeah. psyche. Yeah. Hard? Was it hard? Or was it this a lot of years? It was different. Yeah. Different. Uh, I was different. We were all different. Mm -hmm. um, the world is different, obviously, right now. Um, I tell you what was, what was not that different. Was the coffee. The coffee. <laughs> the cherry pie. It was walking on set that first day and seeing David sitting in the director's chair and walking up to him in the black suit and seeing his face, shaking his hand, and looking around and saying, you know, we're going, we're going back. And I said, in that instant, I was right back in Cooper. I was right back in Twin Peaks. And that relationship with David, that director-actor relationship, which we hadn't had for a long time, like we were, like it never stopped. Never stopped. It's crazy. Is he still using a megaphone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has a little megaphone. Sometimes he has a nervous habit of sort of clicking on the button. Tick, mm -hmm. tick, 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 so you can hear this tick, 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 tick. I just know, think he's paying it's attention. A, I remember Naomi Watts was here. She was talking yeah. about Mulholland Drive and the megaphone being yeah. this close to your face. Yeah. And he talks very, very softly into the megaphone. 
very, very scary. Um, it seems right, though. It just seems yeah, fitting it's, it's perfect. that that happens. No, it's and perfect. And you're not freaked out by any of it. No. Well, when we, when we were doing Blue, Dune and Blue Velvet both, there were, we didn't have any monitors. There were no camera monitors mm -hmm. at the time. So David would sit right beneath the camera um, or right next <coughs> to the camera. And so he was right there watching the scene as the camera was just above him. And he would often, you know, whisper little things or say little things, you know. Most often, I thought, just to make us laugh. You know, that was his... <laughs> His way of being entertaining. Well, it mu in everything that I've seen of David Lynch's, but especially in Twin Peaks and Blue Velvet, which it, we see a world that looks normal. Yeah. And then once you fall off the edge of it, yeah, yeah, there's the worst of human behavior. Yeah, yeah. There's it's a rabbit hole for homicide, sure. Homicide, everyday toxic yeah. behavior. Uh, Dennis yeah. Hopper, another one we've lost Less in Blue Dennis. Velvet, where uh, yeah. this he's got the oxygen and he's yeah. just the most representative of evil that yeah. there is in the world. Yeah. And David doesn't seem to have any of that. So I'm assuming it's you. You have this dark, <laughs> dark urges. spirit that's just being brought. Did it affect you playing Agent Cooper? Uh, no, no, not You don't not take characters like, home like that. I don't. I don't. It's too much work. <laughs> I, you know, it would be, a, it would be just opposite of my, of my personality. No, I think there are you're obviously there's you know there's little things that sort of hang with you for a little bit mannerisms and things or more often than not I find myself um, uh, not editing but just sort of aware let's say of if if I see something or do something or something strikes me as, oh that's that goes into the that goes into the repertoire you know mm -hmm. what I mean I'm going to save that what I just saw or what I just felt or what, anything like that and I'm going to use that in the character so I'm continually collecting kind of like a magnet collecting but I don't walk around you know full of all that I just can't I can't well, it's too it much might work be keeping you sane <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of great thing if that can happen yeah yeah but to do something you know people do a series but you guys did 18 hours yeah. of this, and yeah. there's new people. Oh, there's over there's 200 speaking roles. 200. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of the original cast is back. I yeah. think we can uh, legitimately say that. Yeah. yeah. But new people. Yeah. How horrible were you all to the new oh, people? Oh, of course we tortured them. Because you know, we scared on. them. They had don't a lot of hazing. <laughs> <laughs> the f it was we were just hanging out with Jim Belushi. Actually, we were doing some press, and he. He said it is, and and I witnessed it, um, because everyone brings their own stuff in the first day. No matter how many times you've acted or you've worked, the first day it's like, at least for me, it's like you've never done it before. You're walking on, you know, you're you're nervous, and watching David just bring someone into the world that he'd created, making them feel comfortable, making them feel wanted, their contribution was important. And just encouraging them to to be themselves and be very real, and to a person, you just sort of see this kind of relaxation. They melt, they settle in. <laughs> it's and okay. They do great work. He really is able to get great work from people. Would you do another oh. eighteen hours? Oh yeah, if it. Came I think that yeah. says what? yeah, without question, without question. It's eighteen hours, but you know. You have, as you do a scene, you have a, sm you have a small piece that you do, that you concentrate on that day. And then you just string all along those together. So in, at the end of the day, you come up with however many you come up with. And as David has said, it's like an 18-hour movie, mm -hmm. as you said, um, with the just, there's not even episodes. It's, 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 it's uh, parts 
great. Four I imagine hours. the editing job on that show is just to uh, have people institutionalized. Oh, oh yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Trying like, to make all that uh, Dear, dear Dwayne Dunham, for Dwayne. Yeah, Lord. in some sort of way. But, you know, you've had this amazing full career where you've done so many things, and yet I'm thinking oh, people must keep, when you meet them, when you're starting to do Sex in the City, yeah. or you're doing Desperate Housewives, or you make a movie, I love this movie called The Hidden. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah that just was a good really, one. You, people should watch that. Yeah, Get it's a good rental. Yeah, and then stream, yeah, yeah. stream that. Do yeah. people, when they first meet you on a set like that, go back to Twin Peaks and say, Tell me about your coffee. Most, yeah. Most <laughs> is like damn good coffee or uh, cherry pie or they'll say how's Annie or yeah, there'll be a reference to something from Twin Peaks. I mean, it's so quotable, of course, you know. Um, and, I, and I'm, you know, that Dale Cooper. I mean, that's a, he's a recognizable, strong character. He's iconic. But you, there are scenes where you say, it's damn good coffee yeah. and, and it's hot. And hot, yeah. That's pure David Lynch. Too. Yeah, well, it was written damn good hot coffee. Dot, 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 yeah. and hot. Uh -huh. And he wanted me to do a, uh, you know, you do a spit take. I, I took a big swig of hot coffee, spit take, damn good coffee. <laughs> and you're like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And then you go, and hot! <laughs> it's a good thing. There was in episode three, there's this great thing where uh, Michael Anderson is the dwarf and yep. he's speaking backwards and yep. Laura Palmer or somebody that looks like her. Yep. They bring up 25 years. Yeah. They say in 25 years. years. Yeah, that's crazy. Was that right? like in the books that, that something was going to happen? No, no. I think that was just they put a date on it. I mean, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm speaking now for David and Mark, but from what, I'm, from what I understand, that was just a, there was going to be a passage of time. And I think David talked about it in an interview where he got the idea of how to close end the episode because he needed to, we needed to close end the episode because it, it originally created Twin Peaks was a two-hour movie of the week you know backdoor pilot and so he needed an ending in the event that ABC decided no we're not going to buy it but we're going to put this on the air which is kind of what we all thought was going to happen yeah. anyway no. no way they're going to make this into a series right <laughs> <laughs> so they took that footage and then they they brought it forward into one of the episodes and when that came on I don't know if you're like most people I think people, suddenly the world went from, I kind of get to like, okay, now we're someplace else. I have no idea what's happening, but I'm absolutely enthralled. But to be a part of shows, other TV shows, yeah. that were so part of the culture. Yeah. I mean, Sex in the City is yeah. major. Yeah. It's major. Yeah. And people, they're going to look at you and treat you as if you were Trey, as if you were this character. Yeah. There are people that remember that, uh, Desperate Housewives, even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's Orson sort of their Hodge. favorite thing. Uh, hated Hodge. that name, so I hated I him. I know, yeah. Well, <laughs> he was, yeah, he was very, he was very hateable. Um, we tried to make him, low. Yeah, it didn't really work. Um, but what a joy to work with Marsha Cross. Oh. When, the, when we had the dialogue that really flew off the page, mm -hmm. oh, man, it was fun. <laughs> it's great. It was fun. And now you're on Portlandia. Yes. You're the mayor. Whole nother thing, yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. Fred Armisen, who's been on this show, yeah. is in the David Lynch world to me, right. where it's not the same world the rest of us are in. <laughs> <laughs> Fred is in a different environment altogether. Yes, altogether. it's a whole yeah. other thing. Well, he's created... Uh, the different world. I mean, it's called. It's not called Portland. It's called Portlandia. Yeah. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's uh, a version of Portland or a Portland-esque city, um, and he's created that with Carrie Brownstein, obviously. 
that was so much, that's a lot of fun to do. I go up for a few days each summer to Portland to film the, the mayor, the role of the mayor. Again, without a clue as to what I'm stepping into. They don't really tell, they sort of say some well, no, vague ideas. I mean, and you worked with David Lynch, so yeah. why should they have to explain anything they just, to you? No, they should I just, just put you in I there. show up. Plus, you're one of the Pacific Northwest Mafia. That's You are. Right, I guess. So is Lynch. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> David is. So is all. I mean, really, it's that. Do you guys all have a secret language? <laughs> we, speak Come the, on, we speak the language of trees. <laughs> I, there is a common uh, sensibility. I think it would be like people who are from Canada, you know. They have this, there's a, I always think of people having a similar kind of thing from Canada. Yeah. I think people from the Pacific Northwest have that same kind of similarity in their own version of that, you know. So, I, you know, you haven't been on the show before, so you right. don't know It Ends in Song. Ah. And yet, okay. I read that you trained as a classical singer. I did, in college, yeah. But I wonder what Agent Cooper would be singing now without giving Agent anything Cooper? away. Because oh, I love, in Portlandia, how you sing the anthem. Oh, well, that was... That's that was, just beautiful. That was, a, that was a story of pure terror, is what that Why? was. Well, because Jonathan Kreisel, our director, said that I have to sing an anthem to Portland at the end of, this, at the, end of the day, and he gave me the music to listen to, which was helpful, but there mm. were no lyrics. And so I went to him and I said, well, this is great, but there are no lyrics. And he said, oh, no, you have to make up the lyrics. And I said, what? I have to make up a song? And he said, yeah, yeah, just sing it. And then he turned away, and then he just sort of, on his way, turned back and said, it's a love letter to Portland. And oh. they turned away, and I was like, Okay, that I can do. So I channeled my inner Shatner, as we all <laughs> well, do. we all do. Come on. We all do, yeah, come on. <laughs> and <laughs> off we went. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and that was so it. can you give me a taste of that? Oh. I know it's a pretty big thing. Yeah, let me see. What could I sing about? Um, uh, let's see. Um, well, Peter, this isn't a song you're going to recognize, or certainly a theme, but coffee is like a dream <laughs> if you drink coffee in the morning you'll go far at least far enough to pee in a jar <laughs> and that's my song on popcorn for you <laughs> i hope it's made you laugh i don't hear the crew <laughs> yes okay. that's our new theme song <laughs> I'm sorry for you. We have it. We pay a lot, though. Oh, it's, good. It's oh, $2. Residuals? $2. Yeah. But look it. It's that's yours. A cup of coffee. And it's cash money. That's good, man. <laughs> yeah, can't go wrong, really you is. can't go wrong with that. Kyle, thank you so much. What a pleasure to be on. <laughs> Huge fan of yours, great. and I have that been for great. a long time. Thank you.